Hi, I'm Kirsty Jackson Perrin and I'm a results-driven mindset coach. Each week my podcast will share tools and strategies so you can up-level your mental game and unleash a new level of success. This is thought-provoking and pokey stuff and with my help you'll get to where you want to be in life. Sounds like your kind of thing? Then subscribe and share the love because mindset matters and we can all do with a dose of that. This week's podcast gives five steps to help an overthinker get unstuck and move forward. Over the past year, we've been updating our home. Apart from a new kitchen, everything else in the main are cosmetic changes. There have been many decisions made, ones around the kitchen requiring the most thought, but something as simple as choosing paint sent me into a bit of a spiral last week. Well, it didn't send me into a spiral. Clearly, my thoughts did. I often reiterate that self-development is a work in progress and I am aware that each and every day I need to work on my own thoughts in order to think effectively. Just because I write about mindset doesn't mean I claim to have it all sussed. What it does mean, however, is that when there are those situations when I feel my thoughts spiralling, knowing this stuff, I am very consciously aware of the nature of my thoughts and therefore I know the tools and strategies to get myself out of the unhelpful headspace which isn't serving me well at that particular point, if I want to enough. So as I drove to the paint shop, I thought, this is ridiculous. Get a grip, Kirsty. What is it that you are feeling so panicked about, about choosing a paint colour? So the space we're going to be painting, I say we, obviously I mean my husband. He's a dab hand with the paintbrush and roller. He's consistent and he gets his head down and let's face it, bosh, the room is done. I just faff. So I know my strengths and I play to those and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, I digress. The space that my ever patient husband will be painting is for our daughters to hang out in and this has caused a fracas. The three of them each want a different colour, not to mention the fact none of those match what I'd like. I should never have mentioned it. We should have just bought the paint and got it done. And to be fair, the two eldest aren't too fussed about what colour it is, but the youngest pulls on the old heartstrings Uh, or more honestly knows how to manipulate my values and her parting shot as she went to school was imagine if the dengineers came and sorted that room it wouldn't be what you wanted but I'd love it oh how those heartstrings played a melancholy tune so I didn't want my youngest to be upset but I didn't want a paint colour that I'd cringe at every time I walked into that space because it didn't match the furniture etc blah blah so what to do what to do And so off my thoughts go, up a cul-de-sac and down rabbit holes and leading nowhere and no decision is made. Overthinking is an area I have worked a lot on for myself. When I was younger, one of my teachers said to me, oh, Kirsty, you're such a worrier. So much so that if you didn't have anything to worry about, you'd worry about that. This stuck with me for a long time. And it was a label I gave myself. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy and in turn... Others would describe me as a warrior as I grew up. And that way of thinking or overthinking became habitual for me, as it does for so many. And this manifested itself in me finding it really challenging to make decisions. I would go over every scenario in my mind of what my choices were and what could go wrong if I picked the other option or options. I was stuck in a what-if cycle. The thing is, I never concentrated on making one decision and all that could go right by making that decision. I mean, it's not as if any of it was life or death. 
which dessert to have in a restaurant. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You don't like the dessert. You go home a little disappointed that the meal didn't end on the high you would have liked. But getoveryourself.com, it's just a dessert. I'll know not to have that one next time. There were, of course, choices to be made with more far-reaching consequences and outcomes over the years. Even choosing the wrong degree course, though, was remedied one term in. But indecision was my nemesis, and it was like a millstone round my neck. It was as if I had no way of influencing it. Of course, we all like to consider our options, to think through a scenario before making an informed choice. However, there is a difference between ruminating on a choice and letting it gently percolate before we come to a decision, as opposed to overthinking it until the cows come home. Unable to choose one thing from another, analysis paralysis. Overthinkers worry too that if they don't overthink a challenging situation, something even worse will happen to them. They tend to catastrophize. So they convince themselves that if they think more about something, they will think of something crucial that no one else has considered, and so everything will then be okay. In fact, the more you think, the worse you feel. It can lead to anxiety and then cloud your judgment about the best way forward. There is a marked difference between problem-solving and self-reflection and overthinking. Because when you're looking at it from a problem-solving or self-reflection perspective, you are learning, developing and moving forwards. Overthinking, however, means you dwell on things. You go round and round, replaying past scenarios or imagining future ones. You are stuck with no positive action. Overthinkers also have a penchant to worry about what people think of them. They'll overanalyze anything from a facial expression or scrutinizing the way someone says something to them, wondering if it sounds as if there's a subtle inference that they're insinuating something. Overthinkers go over past conversations and encounters, worrying they might have said the wrong thing, embarrass themselves with their behaviour, or whether they may have shown themselves up in some way. They reread text messages and emails, analysing each word, trying to read between the lines, assuming there's a certain tone when there probably isn't, looking for any negative subtle nuances. Overthinking can be prevalent when embarking on a new relationship. Very often it's written off before it's even got off the ground. It's a kind of self-preservation. If an overthinker writes it off rather than wait for the Dear John text, they've saved themselves a lot of heartbreak in the process. Rather than go with it, have faith in themselves and quieten down those gremlins that they allow to harp on about previous experiences or to ignore the inner critic who likes to remind them of insecurities and worries. We can allow the narrative we have written for ourselves to play out or we stop and we rewrite the script the one where we like ourselves, the one where we're resilient enough to let things pan out and see where it goes, with no expectations, no preconceived ideas. The same can be said when an overthinker starts a new job role. Maybe in the past they felt a rabbit in headlights, felt unsure of their worth, had feelings of being an imposter, but ultimately that can stop. A consciously chosen positive mindset can ensure the new role is begun with gusto, with the intent to start afresh, because we get to decide who we are going to be. As an overthinker, how do you break this habitual thought cycle? First and foremost, as with most habits, it starts with the nature of your thoughts and then retraining your brain. You weren't born an overthinker, it's something you have learned or developed over time. So equally, you can learn how to create a helpful habit that will move you forwards with the type of thoughts you have. So number one, recognise when you're stuck. Notice when you are replaying something that has already happened. You are essentially rehashing it and going over and over it, questioning what you said and did 
and what you could and should have done differently. Equally, you are overthinking the future, what might and might not happen, and the consequences and outcomes of both or more scenarios. Recognise that these thought patterns are getting you nowhere. You're headed off into a cul-de-sac, and so you need to reprogram the sat-nav with a more helpful route. Number two, be solution-orientated. When you have recognised your thoughts are not serving you well, reframe them to be more problem-solving in nature. Rather than to catastrophize, ask yourself a self-coaching question which can shift your focus. For example, that's interesting I feel like this, how could I reframe it so it serves me better? Or, what's the healthiest thing I can do right now to calm my thoughts? And, could any of these thoughts I'm currently experiencing be untrue? Number three, question your thoughts. When you recognize the unhelpful thoughts, say to yourself, that's interesting, why do you think you're thinking like that? It helps to reframe what it is you're so concerned about. Ask yourself if there is a need to analyse and overanalyze the issue or situation in such depth. It's not about ignoring what you're concerned about, so dedicate some time to the thought and then ask yourself, how long do I want to worry about this? An hour? A day? Two days? A week? Will I remember the consequences of this decision in a month or a year? Five years? Number four, focus on what you can control. Sometimes we might concern ourselves with something that we can have no effect over whatsoever. Someone else's relationship, a global event such as the US elections or a natural disaster. The one thing you can control is the type of thoughts you are choosing to have. If you can have no effect on something, it's knowing that and choosing to switch your thoughts to an area of your life where you can make a difference. So refocus your energy. And finally, number five, repeat a powerful affirmation. Say affirmations to yourself that will create new neural pathways. Change your path and create the grooves in your brain that will divert from old thought patterns. Repeat affirmations at least twice daily until your subconscious brain catches up. I trust my ability to make good choices. I welcome new experiences with an open heart and an open mind. I love and approve of myself. And so to the paint colour. I ordered some paint samples in shades I felt we might both be happy with and the paint colour decided upon will not be a compromise because there is no such thing as compromise for we all choose what sits most emotionally comfortable with our values. I just need to decide whether I value my daughter's happiness and me wincing every time I enter that space over a calming neutral tone and moaning from my youngest. Above all else though, the overthinking will stop and a decision will be made. After all, it is just a paint colour and ultimately can be painted over. If you have found this podcast helpful and you know someone who'd also benefit from hearing it, please do share the episode with friends and family. We've also a fabulous private Facebook group and would love you to be a part of it. Within the group, we share and explore more mindset tools and strategies and answer any questions you may have. Head over to Facebook now and search for the Winning Edge Mindset Game Changers. Be sure to subscribe so you receive a notification for my next podcast episode. Have a fabulous week striving and thriving and creating the future you truly deserve. Bye for now.